Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and never had it so good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. Glory to God. And if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Amen. Glory to God. You know that's a real secret right there. When the when the when the Bible tells you to seek the Lord, people think, well, I'm just supposed to pray just to pray. Yeah. But if you seek the Lord about anything, glory to God, and you're diligent about it, He'll give you the answer. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible has the answers. Glory to God. We thank God in the name of Jesus. Well, beloved, we're in uh, we're in Proverbs. We're in Proverbs, the twenty-first chapter, and we're down to the ninth verse now. We're considering the ninth verse. Amen. Glory to God. Well, in the Protestant King James Version Bible, uh, why you mention Protestant pastor? Because believe me. A lot of people are starting to read other Bibles. We have 66 books in our Protestant canon, but people are reading from a Bible that has 72 books. They've added the six books of the Apocrypha to their Bibles. Essentially what they're doing is they're reading the Catholic Bible now. Glory to God. And, um, and, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But I just differentiate and tell you that I'm reading the, the, the King James Version, the Protestant Bible, amen, with 66 books. Glory to God. All right, we're Proverbs 21.9. And in the King James Version, it says, It is better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Whoa, this is one of those times when... We, we understand what the King James is saying. Many times the King James is kind of hard to understand, and we look to a lot of other versions. Pretty well lets us know what they're talking about. And the Tanakh, um, it says, dwelling in the corner of a roof is better than a contentious wife in a spacious house. And in the Tanakh, the 19th uh, uh, verse, that is Proverbs twenty one nineteen. It says, "It is better to live in the desert than with a contentious, vexous, vexous wife." Amen. Glory to God. Uh, but to, to as, as seems to be usual in the today's living version of twenty one nine, in uh, Proverbs twenty one nine, the today's living Bible, it says. 
It is better to live in the corner of an attic with a crabby woman and a lo- it is better to live in the corner of an attic than with a crabby woman in a lovely home. And the today's living Bible uh, uh, Proverbs twenty one nineteen says, and this is the one I like. Better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining woman. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> Houses in Bible times had flat roofs on them, and uh, this proverb says that it be it's better to lay down in a cramped corner of one of those roofs than to uh and and be exposed to heat, cold, snow, wind, hail, all kinds of conditions. It'd be better to live up on the roof than to live in a house shared with a nagging, cantankerous woman. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, glory to God. We we can get some obvious uh lessons from these verses. And the first obvious lesson is obvious is Peace is better than contention. Amen. Peace is better than fighting and quarreling. <clears throat> the second lesson we can learn is if you want to, if you want fellowship and companionship of your spouse or others, don't become a complaining, nagging, contentious person. Contention and constant complaining drives people away. Drives people away. And a lot of times people are complaining and contentious, and they don't even realize it. They don't even know it. They're so used to themselves, they don't realize what what is developed in their life. And if you're a complaining, nagging person, stop it. Why? Because a complaining per- person drives people away. And if you're a complaining, nagging person, what has happened to you is, Without realizing it, you have permitted yourself to uh, have fallen into expressing yourself in in the negative. Uh, you 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 see in the negative, you think in the negative, you express yourself in the negative. One person sees a parade, and the negative and, and the negative person sees obstruction or traffic positive person sees a child smiling while licking an ice cream cone, the negative person sees the mess all over the child's face and the mess all over their clothes. Amen? If you if you if you've let yourself uh, fall into a negative pattern, you'll be expressing yourself negatively. You'll be seeing negatively and you'll be expecting the negative. You complain, and people around you will avoid you. They will avoid you. You want to know why your spouse or other people won't listen to you? Because without realizing it, you become a, a negative, nagging person. Amen? You slipped into expressing. You know, there's people, they'll come up to you and they'll, they'll ask a question like, you don't want a hamburger, do you? And that that really gets next to me. Why can't you ask me, would you like a hamburger? Why do you have to express it? You wouldn't want a hamburger now, would you? You don't you wouldn't you wouldn't be you don't want an ice cream cone, dude. I never said I didn't want it. 
Why are you expressing it that way? Amen? It's, it's very annoying, uh, annoying. And people fall into that habit. And what you, the, one of the best ways that you can, that you can find out is to, to put yourself on tape. Tape yourself. Now, when you tape yourself, when, when we were in Bible school, they told us, you're going to be awfully surprised when people, when you're going to be out teaching and preaching and people are actually going to want to buy one of your tapes. It's going to really surprise you. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I feel very uncomfortable when I listen to myself on tape. I'm so used to uh, speaking out. And when I hear myself on tape, to me, I don't sound like me. I don't, it, there's nothing, I, I mean, it, it's just something, you know. But it's necessary because you might, you might, not only might you, without realizing it, have fallen into a pattern of expressing yourself negatively, but you take young people. Young people, without realizing it, what do young people say over and over again without realizing it? They'll say the word like. Like when I was walking down the street, like I, I, I ran into John, like, and he told me, like, did I want to uh, uh, go and have something to eat with him, like, and we tried to, like, pick out the, like, right restaurant, like, we went into the restaurant, like, we found a seat where we could sit down and, like, talk and just have fun, like, together, like, and, and, and it, it almost drives you up the wall, you know, a million likes in the sentence, just, so without realizing, but see, the person has fallen into a pattern without realizing it. And you can fall into that pattern. Don't become a complaining, nagging person, amen, negative person. Because if you do, people will avoid you because they have enough on their plate. They have enough on their plate just trying to deal with all that this very complex, stress-ridden market society offers. There's so many opportunities but there's also so many opportunities for stress. Glory to God. And and so who do we really gravitate towards? We gravitate toward people who are going to affirm us. They see our positive. They see the positive side to us. Yes, there is the negative. That's obvious to anybody. But nobody's all bad. Amen? Glory to God. And we appreciate a kind word every now and then. We appreciate genuine encouragement now and then. Amen? And those kind of people, we just love to be around them. Amen? But if you're nagging and complaining and whining, glory to God, nobody wants to wipe your tears and change your diaper. Amen? So without realizing it, people are going to stop, start avoiding you, and you're going to wonder why people avoid you. Amen? And the answer is stop nagging and stop complaining. We want to go to Exodus in the Bible. We want to go to Exodus, the well, let's go to the 15th chapter. Amen. Let's start in the 15th chapter. And here we go. The children of Israel are, are, are on their journey through the wilderness. They've just, God has just delivered them out of Egypt through the hand of Moses and Aaron, glory to God, and they're in the wilderness. 
and we will we'll start at Exodus the fifteenth chapter. We'll start at the twenty third verse, and it says, "And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, or bitter waters." And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink, Moses? What shall we drink? It's hot out here in the desert, Moses. What, why, what, we need something to drink, Moses. And he, that is Moses, he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. What happened here? God is leading and guiding them out of Egypt. Now, if you're any kind of mature person, if you're any kind of thinking person, if you're any kind of what I would call a normal person, you know that every day is not, is, is not going to be sunny. Every day is not going to be birthday, let's party and have a good time. There's going to be good days and there's going to be rough days. Amen? Glory to God. And these people knew that God was leading them. Because not only was Moses out front, but God had a pillar of fire, a cloud by day, and a pillar of fire by night to prove that he was with them and he was guiding them. So they knew that they had God's guidance. If they didn't know, all they had to do was look up and they would see the pillar of cloud by day. And when that cloud moved, they moved. So they knew that God was with them. And still knowing that God was with them when they came to the waters of Marah, and the waters were bitter, amen, glory to God, they started to murmur. They started to murmur. And when I looked up that word murmur, it's 3885 in the concordance, and it simply means to, quote, to complain, unquote. So they started to complain. The water is bitter, uh, um, uh, Moses. Now, now that was true. The water was bitter. But couldn't they not realize that God, who was guiding them, knew that the water was bitter? But he also knew that they needed water. They themselves complained because they said, we can't drink this bitter water. We want water. Well, if they knew they needed water, and the one who created the universe, the whole universe, and created them, do they not think that he would know that they needed water? And he led them to water. Okay? Yeah, they got it. They're being led to water. But the water in Mara was bitter. So what would that have told them? I'm up against a commercial. I'll be right back. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? 
then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Beloved, we're in Exodus. We're in Exodus and we're in the 15th chapter. And we've just read the 15th. The 15th chapter, the 23rd to the 26th verse, and we're talking about the bitter waters of Mara. The people are on a march. They're in a desert. They need water. God is leading them. There's Moses, the leader, out front leading them, and there's the cloud, the pillar of cloud by day. So God is leading us, and we need water, and sure enough, God leads us to water. Okay? Now... Could have been all kind of things wrong with the water, not enough water, or not the right kind of water. In this case, the water was bitter. So what would be the natural thing to do? Ask God, God, can you please fix the water? This water is not potable. It's, there's something wrong with this water. Could you please fix, fix it, sir? No. They start murmuring and complaining. What does Moses do? He does exactly what I just said. He cries out to the Lord and asks the Lord about it. And what does God do? God fixes the water. He fixes the water. He shows Moses a tree, which when he threw that into the water, the waters, the bitter waters became sweet. Amen? Now, that right there should have told the people. That right there should have told the people. When we get in a jam, we follow what the, we follow the leader. What did the leader do? Any kind of problem he's got, he runs to God and tells him about the problem. And what does God do? God fixes it. We've seen it with our own eyes. We tasted the water. The water was bitter. Amen? And what did God do when Moses asked him to fix it? God fixed it. Ah, we should follow God and we should follow the leader. Amen? Glory to God. No, they didn't do that. They murmured and they murmured and they murmured. And God heard their murmurings. But like the sweet, wonderful God that he is, the good God that he is, he still provided for them. He still met their needs, even though they were murmuring. And then look what he did. Look at verse 27. Where, Pastor? I'm in Exodus 15:27, And they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water. How many tribes of Israel? There was 12 tribes, and there was 12 wells of water at Elam. So that means that each tribe had their own well. No fighting, no quarreling over water or whose well is whose. What did God do? He led them also to Elam. 
And not only did he do it, but look what a provider he was. He gave each tribe their own well and 10 palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. So what did God do? He gave them rest. He knew they needed rest. He gave them rest. He knew they needed water. He gave them water. And he gave them their own personal well at Elam. Amen. Told them something. Amen. Now let's go to Exodus 16. Exodus 16, starting at the first verse. And they took their journeys from Elam. And all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full, for, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly. Remember I was talking earlier about people. You can accidentally, if you're not careful, you can accidentally fall into being a negative person, seeing everything negative. Amen? Glory to God. Expressing yourself from the negative. What did they What did they say to him? You brought us out here to kill us with hunger. And can the Lord uh, 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 feed us? Can he, can he do anything? We're out here. We don't have anything to eat. Huh? Now, they just received two gigantic miracles. And glory to God. As the Israelites encountered danger and shortages and inconveniences, they murmured and murmured, murmured and murmured, and they looked back to Egypt. They complained about their situation. They complained about what they saw was a, diff, a difficult circumstance. And, and uh, difficult circumstances can lead to stress. And when a person begins to experience a little stress, complaining is a natural response. In the pressure of the moment, they could not focus. These people could not focus on the cause of their stress, the real cause of their stress. And the real cause of their stress was lack of of looking to God. They weren't looking to God. That was the real cause of their stress. They could only think about the quickest way to escape their, their stress. They wanted to get back to what they felt was their comfort zone something that they knew about, and that was 400 years of slavery in in Egypt. Now, they had to endure the taskmaster's whip, but at least they knew about that. Here, they had to wholly depend upon God, and they didn't know about that, and so they felt stress. What is God going to do? What is God going to do? And they, they felt that stress, and so when folks start feeling stress, the natural thing to do is to complain. Now, some complaints are valid, but some complaints come from focusing on unfulfilled desires, unfulfilled desires, and and dissatisfaction comes when our attention shifts from what we have to what we don't have. 
when we start looking at what we don't have, we get dissatisfied. The people of Israel did not seem to notice. They became dissatisfied. But what they, what they failed to notice is what God was doing for them. Glory to God. The things that God was doing for them. God was delivering, did deliver them from Egypt. God was uh, manifesting signs and wonders. God was manifesting his presence with a cloud of pillar by day and a cloud of fire by night. God was leading them to water that they constantly was murmuring about. At every stop, they had water. God was meet every time they would complain, can God feed us? He would rain down bread and quail from heaven, proving that he could take care of them. But because they couldn't see it, because they couldn't see it right in front of them, they started, they, they felt stressed. And when they felt stressed, they started to complain. Amen. They didn't notice. They failed to notice what they had. And they started looking at what they didn't have. And right now, people, glory to God, in this day, their whole attention is not on what God has given them, glory to God, not grateful for what God has done for them, but they're always thinking about what they don't have or what they want or what they want to have. We should not allow our unfilled desires to cause us to forget God's great gifts of freedom, life, food, health, work, friends in our life. You know, one thing, when foreigners come to America, they see things that a whole bunch, the majority, not all, but a majority of Americans don't see. When they come to this country, they immediately see the vast opportunities. Look at the houses these people live in. Look at the businesses that they have. Look at the commerce. Look at the, wow, they see so many opportunities. And what do the majority of people that are born here see? They see, I need a job. They don't see opportunity. They see, I need to go to college so I can get a good job. Beloved, I'm not against college. I went to college. I don't have nothing against college. But I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's how you look at things, amen? It was the way I was raised up. I was told to get a good job, go to school, get a good job, and so that's what I did. It wasn't until years later that I got in the Word of God, and I realized, you know what? I wasn't looking around and understanding that this is a place of opportunity. Do you realize that America, with all of its problems, situations, circumstances, and I'm by no means trying to uh, whitewash uh, uh, the things that are not right with America. But at the same time, do you realize the unique opportunity you have? Do you understand? When I say you, beloved, I mean I know you do because you're a child of God. I'm just speaking to human beings here. Do you realize that America is one of the very few countries in the world, a handful of countries where you can literally become what you, if you want to be a doctor, actually go to a college, a, a university and become a doctor. There's countries where whatever uh, 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 status, whatever layer you're on, 
you have to stay at that level. You can't go up. You can't go up. If you're a cobbler, a shoe cobbler, or you're a tailor or whatever, a baker, you have to stay at that level. You, you're not allowed to move up and, and do things. And a whole lot of them don't have colleges for the common man. Now, they have colleges for the elite, but most of the elite send their children abroad to England and America and places like that to get an education. And then you go back to the home country. They don't have, now they may have schools, don't get me wrong, but they don't have uh, uh, the higher level stuff, atomic energy, water engineer, hydraulic engineering, all uh, 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 postgraduate stuff and, and, and big time stuff. Amen. Glory to God. So the uh, schools for them, uh, for rich kids, they, they're sent abroad for their education. But the common man, there's no schools for him to go to. You can't work your way up. Do you know a whole lot of countries, they don't have a stock market. They don't have a way for you to make money to uh, 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 capitalize your businesses. You can't become an entrepreneur. I'll give you a good example. And this is an extremely advanced, extremely rich country. Take Saudi Arabia. All of that oil wealth in the trillions of dollars. They have cars. They have, I mean, you go over there, you, you think you're in a Western country, except everybody's wearing long robes, so you know you're somewhere not in America or something like that. But in Saudi Arabia, do you know that the only one that can own businesses is you have to be a prince or part of the royal family. There's thousands of them, and they wear a particular headdress to let you know that they're in the royal family. You're the only one that can legally own property. Everybody else, they can't own property. Now, they can work in the business. They can do all kinds of stuff, but they can't own it. Amen? Glory to God. If you're not born in a particular family, you can't advance. Amen? Glory to God. And so, glory to God, these people, all they saw, all they saw was what they didn't have. They didn't see what God, we got freedom. We got, okay, I'm going to give you a quick example, then I got to get off. Say that you didn't, you played the lottery. It was for $300 million and you played it, Powerball. You played it, and you didn't win. So how do you feel? Oh, my gosh, I didn't win again. But look, just think about it. You have the opportunity to have played. There's a whole bunch of people don't have that opportunity. How blessed you are. I got to go. I'm, all, I'm on overtime. Don't be like them people. They was complaining because they looked at what they didn't have. God bless you. I'm over time. See you next week. The Bible has the answers. Bye-bye now. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us.